wonderful to see everybody this morning. We're going to kick off immeasurably more. It's been a really great time of worship. It's been a great engagement with God this morning. So let's, you know, we're on the right track, hopefully. So um, what we're doing throughout this series, uh, and this is uh, taking us up to Easter, this series, or just beyond Easter, um, we're asking people to, to share testimonies of prayer. So I've approached a few people and, and said, oh, can you, can you think of some testimonies? Can you, you know, um, feedback? And, and then hopefully we can interweave with the series some, some personal testimony of prayer. Whether this is what we expected from our prayers or whether we got different answers, you know, it's all part of the mix. Uh, and I'm sure it's peppered all over us. You know, we all have different experiences. So this morning, uh, I've asked David Lamborn to come up and share uh, briefly with us uh, some testimonies um, about prayer in his own life. So come on up, David. What, what an incredible privilege it is to be able to pray. It, it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to do. You can so easily take it for granted, but it, it just opens the keys into the Holy of Holies. It just gives us access into a, a different dimension. And um, it's, just, it's just kind of mind-blowing. We can so easily take it for granted. But, um, and it's just, I mean, at the beginning of the meeting, I, I don't know whether you saw the two little children hand in hand just walking around the church. Isn't that a beautiful picture of prayer, us, hand in hand with the Lord Jesus. And that's, it really is a, that simple kind of relationship. We enter into this mystery of the, the Trinity. Um, the, the Jesus ever lives to intercede for us at the Father's side. And the Holy Spirit inside of us, um, crying out with, with groans that are too deep for words to express, Abba, Father. And so we're entering into this incredible um, pattern, this incredible symphony of, of, that has just been going on since the beginning of time. And it is, you know, it's, it's an incredible mystery, you know, why, why does God need us to pray at all? I mean, it's, it's really interesting you read the, the story of Joshua um, walking uh, um, uh, um, and they're, going, they're trying to take Jericho. And God says right at the beginning, I've given you this city already, and yet they're told to, 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 to march around the city for seven days, and on the seventh day, walk around seven times. Um, and yet God has done it already. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing, but he invites us to participate, and our participation is meaningful and powerful, and that is, you know, that is just such an in incredible thing, and it's, it's, it's almost like all our prayers are answered to, already in some form or other. It's just that um, God has created this extraordinary thing called time, which has this mysterious delay effect to, to, to stop everything happening at once. Um, but um, anyway, I, I just wanted to share um, one uh, story from a time that I was in a mission in Fraserburgh in the north of Scotland. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fishing town primarily. Um, and, but it's got some very deep kind of social problems. And uh, uh, the, the team was sharing um, with the, um, uh, the guy who, who was basically the leading drug dealer in the town. And... Um, 
he, he was a hard nut to crack, and he was not particularly sort of pleasant person, but um, th the team challenged him, and he, he said, I will not believe in Jesus unless um, he can heal my sister. And his sister had the most terrible vision problem. She had really very limited vision and these really kind of thick kind of spectacles that um, uh, were special. And, and even then she could see very little. Um, but, but this guy had said this. And, and so I suppose it's like an Elijah type situation. You, 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 you've got to go in there and pray. And so the team prayed for this girl. And amazingly, she received her sight. Perfect 2020 vision. And this guy, the leading drug dealer in the town, in the center of this kind of uh, huge kind of network, um, gave his life to Jesus. And that, that just, um, you know, God just wants to turbocharge our prayers. We can get very discouraged sometimes, but, but let's just keep on pushing forward because, you know, there, there really is no limit. We, 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 um, we can so easily uh, reduce God down to the size of our problems, but actually he's just so, so much bigger than that. But uh, thank you. Uh, thanks, David. Really encouraging. That really scares me, things like that. Because when you're in a position like that and you've said something and then somebody challenges you, right, you know, it's really quite scary. Particularly as uh, with any of th these things to do with uh, prayer, yeah, I'm, a, I'm one of those, yeah? And that's it, I'm a learner. And it doesn't matter how long I've been walking with God, uh, you know, I'm still learning. And I haven't got necessarily anything I can give you that says this is what you need to fix how you're praying. Uh, because I don't know. All we can do is encourage each other. So that's me. Uh, I, and the good thing about that, if this is you as well, and I'm hoping it is, then we're all learners. But that's great because we're going somewhere. We're improving, and hopefully, regardless of where we get stuck, we're still learning, and we can learn from where we got stuck, and we can learn from one another. So that's the only qualification I think any of us have. We're, we're learners. Now, here's, I, I want to ask you this question this morning. I'm not expecting anybody to put their hand up and answer me, but um, this is the question that I want us to, to be focused on today. Where are you this morning? Now, how you, how you answer that really comes down to your perspective of things. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're going to take a, a journey through Scripture, and hopefully that's going to do the talking. So if you've got a Bible, uh, I'd like you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Now, I don't know what it's like for you when you read Scripture whether when you read it, you look at it from a personal point of view. 
Uh, and I don't mean that you put yourself in the narrative of, of Scripture and say maybe like you're, you're David or, you know, you're um, you know, one of the prophets or whatever or, you know, you're, you're Joshua. I don't mean like that. I mean personal. Whether this is personal to you in the fact that this is talking to who you are in Christ. So let's read what, what Paul has written to, um, in, in, in the letter to the Ephesians. So he says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Sorry, I'm going to go back and read that again. All right, to God's holy people in Basingstoke. Yeah? We're personalising this, aren't we? We're going to look at this and, and take it to heart. So, to God's holy people in Basingstoke, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he starts off and he, he praises God and he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Did you believe that? Do you believe it? Yeah? Is it talking to you? Um, about what's going on in your life. This morning's been wonderful. Um, you know, we've had responses from people. Sarah brought the, the challenge and said, how many of us are stuck because we can't see beyond an issue or we can't see beyond a problem? And that, that's pretty much all of us at times. But is this talking to you about who you are? Have you got this um, in your thoughts See, where are you this morning? Because he goes on now, and he'll he list now. He, he won't hold back now. He's going to tell us the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And he's going to tell you that you are chosen. Not only just chosen, but you were chosen before anything had got started. He's going to tell you that you are holy and blameless. Yeah, you and me. Can you believe this? In his sight, not in our sight of one another, because we tend to see all of the fractures and brokenness in us, and we see all of the failures that we do. But in God's eyes, we're holy and blameless because of where we are, because of where we are. He's predestined us, and he's adopted us. You know, there is nothing higher that you could be given than to be adopted by God. There is nothing higher. You can work all your life to have something that you think is a massive um, sort of testament of your life, and yet it will not compare. He says you have been redeemed. Redeemed. Through his blood. Forgiveness of your sins. You know, we produce that stuff like nobody's business. Even when we're doing our best to retain and to not go into overdrive, we still keep turning the stuff out. We have warehouses full of the stuff. And he forgives it. He takes it away. We have an inheritance that cannot be compared to anything else. And over and above all of this, now these are the, these are the blessings. If you're not blessed by this, 
you haven't got it. You haven't realized who you are. Because at the end of this, he says, you're sealed. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. And this, his presence in your life, guarantees everything else that we have on the list. So that's how he starts this letter to us here in Basingstoke. That's how he starts this letter. Now, I forgot to move on. He mentions heavenly realms. He mentions it five times in this letter. He's trying to tell us something. He wants us to be focused on that. Now, these are the five that he tells us, that he mentions the heavenly realms. You may have in your translation the heavenly places, but he wants us to hear about this. He really wants to make the point. Whenever anything is repeated in Scripture, someone is saying, look at this. So... Let's carry on. <clears throat> so, he carries on in, in chapter one. He says, I keep asking that God, our Father, uh, sorry, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance, excuse me, uh, in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. So, you think, where on earth is Paul getting all of this from? Where does he, where does he, how has he got this? Because, do you know, if it would be me, I'd written a letter and it have been a lot simpler than this, and I wouldn't have mentioned these things. But he's going back to Psalm 110. And Psalm 110 is used a lot in the New Testament. And Psalm 110 will talk about my Lord's... Uh, sorry, I'm going to get... Have you got... Um, no, it's all right. I'm just trying to think. I haven't got it to hand. Uh, sorry about this, everybody. Unless someone has got Psalm 110 ready. You got it? Got it. Can you read the first two verses? Okay, so the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Jesus even quotes this to the Pharisees. This is, this is what Paul is, is getting at. He sat, he sat next to the Father. That's where he is. And he is bringing his kingdom in to give to him. So he sat in the heavenly realms far above all other principalities, authorities, uh, and powers. 
and far above any name. His name is higher. At the end of Matthew, we read that Jesus says, all power and authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And then he commissions the church. So that's the second one. The third one is in chapter 2. I'm sorry about sniffing. (laughs) I'm getting over a, a bit of a cold. Right. This is what he says. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in all those who are disobedient. All of us who also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. But because of his great love for, uh, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ Jesus, Jesus and we were, when we were dead in our transgressions. Now, this is almost like an aside. It is by grace you have been saved. And you are raised up with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. See, where are we this morning? According to what Paul says, we are in the heavenly realms, seated with Christ Jesus. Everything that we read in those blessings at the beginning, every one of them is secured by one person. It is by Christ. Christ is mentioned as he, him, himself, I think nearly 21 times in that that opening couple of paragraphs. Everything has been secured by him. None of it is you have to pay for that yourself. There's no extras that you have to foot the bill for. He He has made it possible. And because of what God has done in the fact that we are in Christ, we are where he is. And he is at the right hand of God in the heavenly realms. So, next passage is in chapter 3. And I'm going to read from 10. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers, the authorities in the heavenly places according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, through faith, uh, in, sorry, through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. The church is going to manifest what God has done. He, he reveals what he has done through us in how we live, in who we are, in how we worship, how we, how we follow Christ. He makes known the mysteries of what he has done through us in the heavenly realms to the powers, authorities, and principalities. We have one more. This is in chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, 
and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray, now listen, this is us. Now pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, with everything we've looked at, with this in mind, be alert and keep on praying in, for all the Lord's people. Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? Why, why is it we hold back from prayer? Why is it I, am, uh, I can do a hundred other things than sit down and pray or get before God and pray? Why is it that there's this block and yet, where are we this morning? We are in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus and we are being blessed with every kind of spiritual blessing that is way beyond us. I had, years ago, I had a really tough time I went through and somebody gave me something. A friend gave me something to help. Let me move this on. It was this. I know you can't read that from where you are, but I've got it here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of it to you. And it's a doctrinal affirmation. Doesn't it sound dull? <laughs> a doctrinal affirmation. And I tell you what, this really helped. This really helped me. And this is it. So I would, I would take this to one side. I'd go and find a quiet space and I would read this out. And this is how it goes. It says, I recognise that there is only one true living God. And then it gives a scriptural reference. And it says, Exodus 20, 2 and 3. And it says, who exists as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that all are worthy of honour, praise, and glory as the creator, sustainer, and beginning and end of all things. And then it gives scriptural references. I recognise Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. I believe that he came to destroy the works of Satan, that he disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public display of them, having triumphed over them. And then another scripture reference. And so on it goes. And you go through everything. It's, it's only, you can read it in a matter of about five minutes. But I, I tell you what, for me at that time... That really cleared the air around me. And that took me somewhere. That took me somewhere where I could pray. Uh, and I, I held on to it. I've kept it. Um, and I've shared it with other people at different times. But I found it, everything we've been looking at in Ephesians is here. And he said, it's an alignment. It's putting yourself back where you are realizing where you are and then going forward with that you see the the armor that we're told to put on the armor that we're told to wear and the the weapons that we have 
He's telling us, because you need these in the spiritual realm. That's where the battle takes place. That's where that's happening. So why don't we pray? Why aren't we praying? Or why aren't we praying in that way that we start to think, this is changing something? See, I don't know what happens when uh, David Lamborn and his friends pray for that girl who had the bad you know, vision, couldn't see well, uh, you know, near blindness. I don't know what happens because I'm a learner. Yeah? I'm a learner. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened between them and God that day, uh, but all we know is something changed. Now, it doesn't mean to say that it will always be that way and it will always change, I, because I don't know. I'm a learner. But something changed dramatically, and not only just the healing, but somebody then came to Christ. And a key person who's doing something, like David said, is not a particularly nice person, but he was dealing with drugs, affecting other people's lives. Wow. So what happened in the heavenlies? I don't know. But something must have shifted somewhere. Something must have changed, because there was an outcome here. If you would like this, if you would like to look at this, I haven't printed any copies off yet. I didn't want to print hundreds off and then have hundreds to take home again. So I'm hoping that somebody will, you know, if you do, come and see me and I'll get it printed and you can take it away. I'm going to close in just a couple of minutes. But I want to tell you about a prayer meeting. I went to a prayer meeting once, and it was quite a while ago. I'll tell you how long ago it was. It was when you went physically to the prayer meeting. <laughs> and, you know, you go there. And this is really good, to meet with others, to pray. I'm, I'm sure we all we know how good that is. Because you encourage somebody, or somebody encourages you. You pray together. You, your faith builds. Good things happen. Testimonies are shared. Great stuff. So I go to this prayer meeting. And this prayer meeting, I go in, and it's funny, isn't it, how you, you go into where there's going to be a prayer meeting, and people tend to do one of two things when they go in to, to meetings like that. The first kind of person goes in, and they go and sit exactly where they always sit, you know? Because that's, that's what a lot of us do. We just go exactly where we always sit, and that's, that's me, I'm there. The other kind of people seem to come in, they come in and they scan the room first. And what they're looking for is, who do I sit next to that I'm comfortable with? Because that's what we do. You know. So I go into the prayer, uh, this uh, prayer meeting and I scan the room. And I'm looking for where am I? There's a chair at the end of a line and it's empty. So that's what I want to go on the end. So that's what I do. So somebody comes and sits next to me as we're waiting to start, and this is fine, we say hello, we chat for a bit. And then the person hosting the meeting says, right, great to see you all. You know, really good. We've got a few things that we want to pray about tonight that we really uh, want to engage with. Uh, but first, we're going to have some praise, some worship. There's some musicians, singers, and we're led in praise and worship for about five, ten minutes. And this is really good. It's great. Focused, everybody. But during this time, the person that sat next to me has got up and moved. They've gone somewhere else. Now, that's okay. 
that, that really is okay. I'm not offended by that. One little, you can tell. I, I, why would I have brought it up if I was offended by it? But uh, yeah, they've got up moved, so that's fine. So I've got an empty chair next to me. So we're in a, a time of worship, and you know how doors are in rooms when everything's supposed to be in a prayer meeting. Bang, goes to the door. And it's distracted me. I opened an eye, and I looked, and oh, no. I can't believe it. Elijah has walked in. You know Elijah? The man that affects the weather? Elijah, the prophet, he's come in. He doesn't look anywhere. He just makes a beeline for the chair that's right next to me. So... Praise and worship seems to evaporate, finished. And then the host says, okay, these are the, this is the first thing we're going to pray about. Starts to unpack it. Then they give the line. This is why people scan the room, you see. They give the line. Now, get into twos. <laughs> yeah, get into twos. And we're going to pray about this for the next so many, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. So I'm sat there with Elijah. And he's not praying anything. He's waiting for me. He's waiting for me to pray. He's a, he's a spiritual giant, this guy. You know what? He's a man like any other man. James tells us he's a man like any other man. Just the same as me, just the same as you. Any man or woman, exactly the same. You see, it doesn't matter how effective we've been in the past. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long I can pray for or what words I can use. It really doesn't come down to that. What it comes down to is pray. That's it. That's the bottom line, pray. That is all that it's about. Engage with God. Pray. Whilst we pray, things change for us as well, in us, in the way that we see other things. You know, um, uh, we're more open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. There are times when we don't know what to pray. But if we're not praying, it won't change. So pray. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to hand back to Andy. So, Father, we want to thank you for the time that we've had together this morning. We want to thank you the way in which you ministered to us. And we want to thank you, Lord, of the privilege of coming in to, to your family, of being adopted in Christ. We thank you, Lord, that all the things that you bless us with, may we receive those things and not be glib, not be hard-hearted about them, not be negative about any of these things. Lord, may we see your kingdom in reality in reality to us. And may we respond to you, Lord. May we have hearts and minds that are engaged with you and are after you. May our hearts be fully devoted to you, Lord, and in seeking you and finding you. Father, we pray that we will be loosened from the fears that we have, from the insecurities that we have, and we pray that we will, we will engage with you, Lord, in prayer for whatever, Lord, in all situations, in all circumstances. Lord, change our hearts. Free us from uh, the negativity that we have sometimes. 
Free me, Lord, from the way in which I can find other things to do rather than be with you. Lord, help us. Lead us forward. In Jesus' name, amen.